Today in the Spooklight, we visit the Haunted Palace from 1963, Roger Corman's sixth Edgar Allan Poe adaptation. Technically, it isn't a Poe adaptation, since after making five horror movies in three years, based on Edgar Allan Poe works, Corman wanted a break and chose as his source material for his next movie, the story The Case of Charles Dexter Ward by H.P. Lovecraft. However, American International felt a Poe connection was needed, and so they tacked on an Edgar Allan, Edgar Allan Poe poem title, The Haunted Palace, to the film, which is mostly, if not completely, based on the Lovecraft story. The Haunted Palace <clears throat> once again stars Vincent Price, who starred in most of Corman's earlier Poe films, and he was joined by a rather interesting co-star, Lon Chaney Jr. This would mark the second and last time these two horror icons would appear together in the same movie. Although the first time, in Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein from 1948, hardly counts as Vincent Price only appears in the final seconds of the film as the Invisible Man. <clears throat> in The Haunted Palace, both Price and Chaney have ample screen time and share lots of scenes together. The Haunted Palace opens with a prologue that shows the angry villagers storming the mansion of Joseph Kerwin, played by Vincent Price, who they not only accuse of witchcraft, but they also drag him out of his home and burn him at the stake. But not before. He curses the town and the descendants. The story then jumps ahead 100 plus years, and we see Charles Dexter Ward, again played by Vincent Price, arrive at the home of his ancestor, Joseph Kerwin, along with his wife, Anne, played by Deborah Paget, to start a new life together. Not so fast, Mr. Ward. See... The villagers who live there, including Edgar Whedon, played by Leo Gordon, and Peter Smith, played by Elijah Cook Jr., have not forgotten the curse placed on them by Joseph Kerwin, and they want no part of his descendant returning home. It doesn't help that Charles is a dead ringer for Joseph, but to that end, I would tell these folks to go look in the mirror, because all of them are dead ringers for their ancestors as well. See, that's what happens when the same actors play ancestors and descendants. Not exactly the most creative way to cast a story. Anyway, the one townsperson who is sympathetic to Charles and his wife is Dr. Marinus Willett, played by Frank Maxwell. But even he warns them about staying, since the townsfolk could make things mighty difficult for them. Inside the mansion, they meet the caretaker, Simon Orne played by Lon Chaney Jr. And since he's played by Lon Chaney Jr., you know he's going to be something more than just an ordinary caretaker. No, he's not secretly the Wolfman, but he is secretly an old friend of Joseph Kerwin, and he introduces Charles to a portrait of Joseph. And when he does, the spirit of Joseph enters Charles' body. Together, they begin to work on fulfilling the plan they started 150 years earlier, involving the book, the Necromonicon, the conjuring of a demon-like beast from the depths below. Their work is slowed by the fact that Joseph can't remain inside Charles' body for long, 
which allows Vincent Price the chance to basically play two different roles, almost a Jekyll and Hyde variation. This back and forth continues, with Joseph gaining more power each time he enters Charles' body. And the final part of the plan involves sacrificing Anne to the demon creature, unless, that is, Charles can break through and save his wife. The Haunted Palace is one of the livelier Roger Corman Poe films. His earlier works like House of Usher from 1960 and The Pit and the Pendulum from 1961 were very claustrophobic, with the bulk of the action taking place inside the castle walls. Whereas here in the Haunted Palace, equal time is spent in the village as well, and the whole feel of this one is more melodramatic and freewheeling. I also absolutely love the music score here by Ronald Stein. It's a powerful score and my favorite of the Roger Corman Poe movies. Stein scored many genre films from the 1950s and 60s, including Dinosaurs from 1960, a laughable but likable Dinosaur on the Loose movie by Universal, in which Stein's serious score is also a highlight. As he always does, Vincent Price chews up the scenery here as Charles Dexter Ward and Joseph Corwin. Price's persona dominates these movies. Sometimes he's the character who's tortured by the evil within him. And other times he's the character who seems to take such glee and enjoyment in being evil. He gets to be both in this movie. In the Roger Corman movies, Price's most intriguing performances probably came in the next two movies in the series, which would be the final two, The Mask of the Red Death in 1964 and The Tomb of Lygia, also from 1964. But he's awfully entertaining here as Charles Dexter Ward and his nefarious ancestor. Lon Chaney Jr. is creepy and fun as Simon, the caretaker, with a sinister secret and agenda. There is one shot framed by Corman in which Chaney appears from the shadows to frighten Anne, and he's completely backlit, which means you only see the frame of his body and not his face. And with a little imagination, you can almost see the wolfman standing there in the dark corridor. Sadly, since he was dealing with health issues, mostly due to heavy drinking. Chaney looks pretty awful in this movie. Of course, he was also made up to look rather sinister, but still, he looks about 10 to 15 years older than Vincent Price in this movie, when in reality, he was only five years older, with Chaney being 58 at the time and Price 53. The Haunted Palace also has a great supporting cast. Leo Gordon was one, was one of the great screen heavies, playing villainous roles in numerous westerns, I always remember him as the baddie cast in The Night of the Grizzly from 1966. If you are going to start a mob in a horror movie, Leo Gordon is the guy you want leading it. Elijah Cook Jr., a terrific character actor going all the way back to the Maltese Falcon in 1941, where he was famously humil humiliated and slapped around by Humphrey Bogart, Sam Spade. Cook appeared in several genre movies, including House on Haunted Hill in 1959, which also starred Vincent Price, and The Night Stalker from 1972. Here he plays a frightened villager who's basically a yes-man to Leo Gordon's character. And you also have Deborah Paget and Frank Maxwell. 
screenplay by Charles Beaumont, based on the Lovecraft story and a little bit on the Poe poem, hits all the right notes and makes for a decent plot. Roger Corman, who at 96 is still with us, keeps this one a bit more energetic than his other Poe outings. One part, however, that doesn't work is the storyline about the cursed townsfolk's offspring, many of whom, many of whom are mutants. I mean, the story is fine, but the makeup is rather ludicrous. It looks like someone stuck silly putty over their eyes. Yeah, here you go. Just add this silly putty here, and now you look like mutants with no eyes. Uh, no. Other than this little hiccup, the Haunted Palace is worthwhile viewing, especially around Halloween time. It's hard to find someone, someone having more fun being evil in a horror movie than Vincent Price, and his talents are on full display here. Add a little menacing Lon Chaney Jr., and it gets even better. Why, there's even a sinister final shot in the movie for good measure. The Haunted Palace isn't one of the more famous Roger Corman Poe movies. Heck, technically it's not even a Poe movie, but a Lovecraft one. But it's still a heck of a lot of fun. Looking for a place to stay this Halloween? Try the Haunted Palace. Just don't stare at the paintings for too long. I hear they have a knack for getting under your skin. Happy Halloween.